Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. Today, I want to talk to you about sexual frustration, because sexual frustration is a real deal. People tend to think that sexual frustration mostly affects people with high sex drives. But the reality is sexual frustration is a natural feeling that can affect anyone who's not getting the sex they want. In 2021, a study was done around the effects of sexual frustration by a man named Adam Lankford. He works in the Department of Criminology and Criminal Justice at the University of Alabama. He and his colleagues found that sexual frustration is not only a problem for those who are involuntary celibate, but confirms that it affects many people who are sexually active. And he and his colleagues found that sexual frustration is not only a problem for those who are involuntary celibate, but confirms that it affects many people who are sexually active. It stated that frustration arising from unfulfilled desires to have sex, unavailable partners, and unsatisfying sexual activities appears to increase the risks of aggression, violence, and crime associated with relief-seeking, power-seeking, revenge-seeking, and displaced frustration. They concluded that although sexual frustration does not provide a sufficient explanation for aggression, violence, or crime on its own, understanding its influence on behavior is important. Sexual frustration is important. And how I kind of look at it is it's the equivalent of being hangry when you're hungry, right? Except out here in the West, we have an abundance of food. Although there are cases of starvation, I'm not saying there isn't. What I mean to say is for the mass majority of people living here, we do not have to deal with a country that dictates when or if we get to eat. But I do believe many people out here in the West do suffer or at least have side effects from varying levels of sexual starvation. For some people, not having sex is okay. But when it comes to sex, everything is on a scale. And at the other end of the scale, sex is very important. But even still, have you ever heard of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs? If you haven't, there was a paper that was released in 1943 titled A Theory of Human Motivation. The original report had five levels of needs that humans need. They are psychological, safety, love and belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. However, sometime between the 1960s and 1970s, the five-stage model was expanded to include cognitive and aesthetic needs. Biological and psychological needs include air, food, water, shelter, warmth, sleep, and sex. Safety needs to include protection from elements, security, order, and freedom from fear. Love and belongingness needs to include friendship, intimacy, trust, acceptance, receiving and giving affection, love, and being affiliated to part of a group. For esteem needs, Maslow classified them into two categories. Esteem for oneself, which includes dignity, achievement, mastery, and independence. And two, the needs to be accepted and valued by others. This includes things like status and prestige. Cognitive needs include the need for knowledge and understanding, curiosity, exploration, and need for meeting and predictability. Aesthetic needs include appreciation and search for beauty, balance, and form. And self-actualization 
means when a person realizes their personal potential and that they seek self-fulfillment, personal growth, and aim to gain peak experiences. And eight, transcendence needs. Transcendence needs means when a person is motivated by values that transcend beyond themselves. All of these things we need. And sex is on that list. Sex can certainly give you more than one of these needs at a time. And I would even go so far as to argue that sex could give you all of these things. But if I may, I just want to take a minute to talk about self-actualization for a minute. Again, self-actualization is when a person realizes their full potential and they want to experience experiences at their peak value. Now, Maslow stated that with these studies, the human motivation is based on people seeking fulfillment and change through their personal growth. And self-actualized people are those who are fulfilled and doing everything that they're capable of. Maslow was more interested in formulating a more positive account for human behavior in what goes right in a human's life rather than what goes wrong. This man wanted to see humans at their full potential. And the reason I bring this up is because in theory, everyone can be this type of person. And Maslow studied this so much that he identified 15 characteristics that self-actualized people um, do. And I'm going to list them off right now so you can take the steps to be a more self-actualized person. So starting with one, self-actualized people perceive reality efficiently and can tolerate uncertainty. They accept themselves and others for what they are. They are spontaneous in thought and action. They are problem-centered, not self-centered. They have an unusual sense of humor. They're able to look at life objectively. They are highly creative. They are resistant to enculturation, but not purposely unconventional. They are concerned for the welfare of humanity. They are capable of deep appreciation of basic life experience. They establish deep, satisfying interpersonal relationships with a few people. They have peak experiences. They have a need for privacy. They have democratic attitudes and they have a strong moral and ethical standard. I think this is important information that we all should know. But anyways, let's get back to sexual frustration because do you understand that sex is on that hierarchy of needs? And if we don't get these needs, negative things happen to us. I am someone who has certainly experienced sexual frustration. And for a long time, I didn't realize that it was the sexual frustration causing the frustration in the first place. To be honest, I was having sex for a while before I actually had my first real mighty orgasm. But at the time, I couldn't compare something to what I didn't know. And during that time, I seriously didn't know what a female orgasm was or even felt like. Like I knew that I was getting close or I would experience things, but it was never that great, big, mighty orgasm, you know, and getting an orgasm was something that I had to teach myself because not once was I ever taught what a female orgasm is or the power that is in one, which is why I believe that teaching women what an orgasm is and feels like and how to get there is something we should definitely be sharing it's very important that girls having sex know how to make themselves orgasm because not only is it tied so deeply into how we feel about ourselves, but this also allows them control over their orgasms and that they have the power to bring themselves pleasure. We need to make sure that people having sex don't believe that an orgasm is something that is given to them by someone else or that they can only get it from an outside source. 
again, it's not like I wasn't having a good time, but I wasn't having the best experience I could be having. Pleasure is something that we can give ourselves. We are responsible for our own pleasure, you know, but it's, it's hard when the female orgasm itself is a taboo subject. And I get it. Even when we know how to pleasure ourselves, we still want to have sex with someone else. But in my experience, what was worse is when I did know how to pleasure myself and went back out there, the feeling of almost getting there and then not reaching climax drove me even crazier. And yes, I would definitely go home and finish the job myself, but it was it's annoying. And for people who feel like me, it's more than just annoying. It's legitimately frustrating. And if that frustration builds up over and over and over again, you can definitely snap over it. This goes for people in loving relationships as well. You can be in a loving relationship and everything can be great. But if your partner cannot make you orgasm, then there's an incredibly high chance that that resentment is going to build up. And that resentment is going to turn into frustration, which will eventually get out and be poured back into the relationship, even in the best relationships. Talking about sex is one of those topics that is just extremely difficult to talk about. People are really sensitive and guarded around this part of themselves. So instead of having the tough conversations that will, yeah, sure, make you feel uncomfortable in the moment, but ultimately make you feel better in the end, people just opt out and decide not to have the conversation altogether, which will begin to eat away at the foundation of your relationship. And eventually the foundation will suffer a crack. Although there are many reasons why couples won't talk about unfulfilled sex lives, I do believe that fear is the main one. It's scary to talk about sex. People have associated sex with very uncomfortable feelings. And I get it. Sex is not shown in a very loving and caring way. I know most of the sex that I saw on TV growing up was like really gruesome and horrific. If you think about it, I, I watched a lot of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And I know that even in all the majority television series, some of the most pivotal plot lines are based around rape intentionally. And so sex is being projected as something to take rather than to give. But when it comes to sex and frustration, it can certainly give away frustration. I certainly use sex to get rid of some of my frustration, but I also use it to get rid of anxiety. You see, I have learned to live alongside my anxiety, but it builds up in my body more than it builds up in my brain nowadays. I do my best to keep my mental headspace as clear as I can, but a lot of the times when it comes to my anxiety, it's really my body that tenses up and I get super rigid and very heavy. It's like my body is weighed down simply just by the air around me and I'm not as flexible. And if I'm in my anxiety long enough, yeah, different muscles will certainly start to hurt from the tension. So a big way of getting rid of all that is just to work it out of my body. Now, some people choose to work it out through massages, yoga, but I choose to get it out through rough and tumble play through BDSM and kink. Something I love about BDSM and kink is that it's a dance between giving and taking, especially when it comes to any type of play that involves strength, like rough and tumble play. Because it wouldn't be fun if I was with somebody who is using their strength 100% of the time and at 100% capacity. Look, I'm only five foot two, 
And I'm definitely not as strong as I would like to believe. So it's my partner who is responsible for dancing between that line of where it's fun for me to play. Because I don't know about you guys, but it's not fun to play with somebody who wins literally 100% of the time. So to all the doms out there that are listening or to the person who is the strongest one playing, you have more of a responsibility here to make sure that the play is fun for both. So keep your strength in check. But the bottom line is, when we aren't getting the sex we want, it's going to lead us down a path of frustration and even down a road of desperation. Because if you so deeply want that connection, that skin-to-skin contact, that opportunity to use your imagination, the space to let go of emotions, a partner to gain experiences with, or just an area to play, we can fall for what's available to us and not necessarily what's right for us. When we have a society that is sexually frustrated, we are going to feel the effects. And we're seeing this being played out in real time with the rise of incels. And now, incels is a topic that caught my eye when I was reading the book Artificial Intelligence by Rob Brooks. So I did some more research on the topic to get a clearer understanding on why that issue is rising. So that will be next week's topic as I talk about what incels are, what creates an incel, and how incels shape society. But that's all for me on today and how sexual frustration is the real deal. Be sure to follow me on Instagram to stay up to date with all the latest kinky wellness news at thepartition underscore life. But thank you so much for listening. See you next week. And as always, stay kinky.